2: get real on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Erica Whites, your host. Before I start tonight's show, I just have to, uh, well, it's not printer retraction, I guess state, I have to state a statement. When I did my show on wine last week and I had um, Christopher Howell on from Kane, we were talking about labeling of ingredients on wine and we both were under the impression that it's actually illegal, which is why companies don't do it. But it's not illegal, it's just optional, and of course most wineries choose not to do it. The people who do choose to do it, though, are Bonnie Doon, they do it, and um, so Christopher just wanted to make sure that I put that out there, that we were wrong, it's not illegal, and that we can admit that we're wrong because we are mature adults. Okay, anyway, welcome to Let's Get Real on Heritage Radio Network, I'm Erica Wides, your host, and it is time, it is, it's that time. The most wonderful time. Do you know what time it is? Well, it's time that those free iPhones start arriving at your doorstep. The ones that you got because you voted for Obama. Didn't you get one? Didn't they promise you a free iPhone if you voted for Obama too? I know I got one. It's that kind of time. Actually, no. What I mean is it's the holiday time. You knew that. Although, if you did get your free iPhone, that would be pretty cool. No, it's the holiday time. Believe it or not, it's here again. Here we go. Into the holidays that the season of joy and of merriment and of giving and family and friends and fun of music and food and Harry and David apples and cookies and champagne and Jesus and twinkly lights on pine trees and good cheer and George Bailey and... That look of wonder and joy on every child's face when they reach into their stocking on Christmas morning to find a year's worth of Ritalin refills. Yes, it's that time of year again, people. Believe it or not, the holidays are upon us. But let's not get quite ahead of ourselves here. Let's be like Neiman Marcus, okay? They're not putting up their holiday decorations until the day after Thanksgiving. And that's what we're doing around here in the LGR facilities in our suite of offices and in the fallout shelter, let's not get quite ahead of ourselves. There are still 35 shopping days left until Christmas, but more importantly, there are only 22 days left until the end of the world. So be like me. Wait until it's all over when everything's on sale. And by on sale, of course, I mean like the kind of sales they had in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. I mean, in fact, the scuttlebutt on the Twitter apocalypse feed is that after December 12, 2012, which you know is the end of the world, flat screen TVs are going to be super cheap and not totally useless either because if you survive the apocalypse, you can actually use those flat screens to build yourself a makeshift shelter, right? Since once again, you all did not listen to me, and you didn't reserve your spot in the foodiness fallout shelter last summer when I sent out the coupon for 50% off on early bookings if you liked us on Facebook. I tried, but you were too busy texting pictures of your tan to your friends and riding around on that skateboard you got when you turned 40. And now it's too late. It's really going to suck for you come December 12th, you know, when Chris and Adam and, and I, Adam's my husband, are all snug down there in the foodiness fallout shelter and safe, and we're drinking bourbon. Well, Adam and I will drink the bourbon. Chris drinks vodka, so I have a case of that for him in there. And eating venison jerky that will last forever. That Chef Chad, the Gulf War sniper turned pastry chef and hunter and friend of Let's Get Real made for us last fall. Remember Chef Chad? He was on a few weeks ago. And having a great old time, basically, down there in the foodiness fallout shelter. while well, the world dissolves around us melts into a puddle. We even have post-apocalyptic Wi-Fi in there, and so we can watch Maud reruns and old episodes of AbFab and have a great old time until it's safe to come out again and begin repopulating the world with nothing but Jews and gays. Just like the liberal elite that the right demonizes. And which, in fact, we won't be taking part in for obvious reasons. The repopulation... Yeah, we're not going to be a part of that. (coughs) Did someone say perimenopause? If you don't know what perimenopause is, you can look it up on Google. And for my gay listeners, no, perimenopause is not a drag name yet. But wait, let's just, I'm getting off track here. Let's get back to this week. Let's live in the now. Let's live in the moment. Be present in the moment. As my old yoga teacher used to say be present, be here now. She also used to make us chant in class, I am happy, I am good, I am happy, I am good. I don't really think that that yoga teacher actually understood New Yorkers or Jews very well. And that's why now I take boot camp classes instead, because I would rather be chanting, I am stronger than you, I can kick your ass. I think that's a little bit more mm, valuable. Where was I? Oh, yeah, the now, right? Right now. Well, right now, it's T36 hours and counting until the big day. The big holiday of family, foodiness, fun, and fakery that we all submit to year after year, like it or not. Now, before you start rolling your eyes, which, by the way, will not get stuck that way. I can truly attest to that. Although, now that I think about it, actually, maybe they did. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. I rolled my eyes too much, and they're stuck. But before you go, oh, there she goes again. Missy misanthrope, all down on yet another beloved and sacred American institution. The bitch probably voted for Obama, too, because he said he'd ban Christmas and Jesus. And as much as that actually is a fantastic reason to vote for someone, that isn't the real reason I voted for Obama. Like any good mod era liberal, I voted for Obama because he's a half Muslim, half black socialist elite. So no, don't jump to any assumptions about me. That's my job. In fact, jumping to assumptions could actually be a really good name for a workout class that I could teach. I'll look into that. Anyway, I'm not a hater on holidays. Like any good old school liberal, I just have a few issues with them. I mean, I have a few issues with everything, in case you hadn't noticed, but that's why you love the show, right? Right? I mean, seriously, if you don't want issues in your media, in your infotainment, just watch Rachel Ray, okay? Or maybe go eat at Guy Fieri's restaurant in Times Square. I hear it's really good. I read about it somewhere. Where did I read that? So let's get one thing clear right now, right out in the open. In fact, I'm going to make a statement right now, about Thanksgiving. I'm going to give you my position. Unlike a certain former Republican candidate who didn't seem to have any positions, except maybe missionary, <laughs> and now bitter, here I go. My statement is, I love Thanksgiving. Okay, so there you were, cringing. You were waiting for it. You were waiting for me to ruin yet one more thing in your life, weren't you? And I didn't. Ha! You thought I was going to poop on your turkey, didn't you? Now, I may have ruined a lot of things in a lot of lives, but not this one. Ever since way, way, way back in the early 70s, when I first laid my tiny little hand down on that piece of construction paper and traced it with a crayon and then drew on little stick feet and those little top hats that turkeys wear, I've loved this holiday. Now, here's a note from my under-20 listeners Construction paper is what children used before they had iPads. It had many arts and crafts applications, and it had a very particular smell. The smell of construction paper, to me, is the smell of failed public education, of old, miserable teachers who smoked in the classroom, and of canned ravioli. Very Proustian, actually. iPads which I also love. I'm actually holding one right now. iPads have no smell. It's hard to imagine kids today will look back with nostalgia for their iPads, especially considering that nostalgia will probably just be another app by then. So you also you want to know why I also love Thanksgiving? Well, the food, obviously. And also because it's not a religious holiday. It's the only non-religious, truly universally themed holiday that we can all agree upon. Even us Jews. And we can't agree on anything. And we argue every point. Except maybe the one about only Jews having a soul. But that's a different story. I think we can all agree on that one. It's really a holiday about the harvest. That's what it's about. But nobody really thinks about that anymore. Who, Who thinks about the harvest? I mean, who doesn't want to be thankful for the year's bounty, for a successful harvest, for another year of staving off starvation. What culture doesn't celebrate that, at least metaphorically, traditionally? I mean, all those poor skinny malnourished kids down south getting their one big celebratory meal of the year. Oh, wait a minute. No, no. That's that's just something I saw last night on Ken Burns' Dust Bowl movie on PBS. Sorry, sometimes I can't keep TV and reality separate. Maybe there's a prescription drug for that. I mean, other than those so called Native Americans who claim that they were here first before the casinos, even before the Angel Moroni got here, look it up. And when you do, be very thankful to the people of Ohio this year. Although they seriously fucking owe us for giving the state to George Bush twice, this year they wised up. I mean, maybe they, and I mean Native Americans, not Ohioans here, don't really like it, that whole losing their land thing and all. And then there's the little issue of genocide. But besides them, maybe the few socialist lesbian African Muslim Wiccans, we can all agree on one thing. Thanksgiving totally rocks, doesn't it? Or at least it doesn't suck nearly as bad as other holidays. Maybe that's the case. I mean, after all, what other holiday is solely defined by food? No Jesus, no Moses, no celebration of a war victory or grieving lost soldiers, no baskets of candy eaten so that we can remember a naked dead guy on a cross or the angel of death not stopping at our front door for a chat. Just a little backdrop of genocide, Swiffered under the rug. But that's the good thing about genocide is that the people... That you fuck over aren't around anymore to bring it up and make you feel uncomfortable about it at the dinner table on holidays. We've sent them all away to the big nursing home in the sky. Now, in my many years of plotting, planning, and orchestrating my plan to become the John Stewart of food, and by many years, I mean year... I've come out against many, many things here on Let's Get Real. I've come out against grandmas and vegans and nannies and mommies and obese people on motorized scooters and normal-sized people on razor scooters and 40-somethings on skateboards and Organic Avenue cult members and bros and broettes getting wasted on cotton candy-flavored martinis. And I've come out against soda drinkers and sports drink drinkers and flavored water drinkers and Kool-Aid drinkers. But only if it's not Let's Get Real Kool-Aid. In other words, all the right kinds of people to hate on. But how can you hate on a holiday that celebrates the first potluck dinner? I mean, isn't that what it really is? The pilgrims texted the Indians and they said, Dude, dinner at four, our place. Bring Chex Mix and Coors Light. And then somehow, eventually, that all changed and it came to pass. And it came to pass that we eat turkey, even though we know that at the first Thanksgiving, they were really probably eating eels. Eels. Yeah, eels and maybe squirrels and probably some bugs and some horseshoe crabs and maybe some weird plants that they scavenged. Since those pilgrims were really kind of retarded when it came to survival. Sorry, they were developmentally challenged when it came to survival. And they had to totally rely on the Indians to get them through that first year. But once they got it down, it was all okay. And then they kicked out the Indians or killed them. You know how white people are. But, you know, they needed to keep their real estate values up because Plymouth was getting a little crowded, a little overbuilt. It was starting to look a little bit like a colonial agristic. And now, almost 400 years later, the tradition continues. And we all sit down to our traditional meal made by our sweet old grandma in her big old house in the woods. And she serves everything on her best china and silver that her great-grandma brought over on the Mayflower. And we all wear our best tweeds from L.L. Bean with our pearls. And the men smoke pipes, and the kids play outside in the leaves all day, and everyone jokes about the time that Uncle Fred blew his hand off trying to shoot the turkey because he was drunk. But it's okay, because he can laugh about it now, too. And it was only his left hand, so he's okay. And the food that grandma makes is all from her garden, from an entire summer of growing and picking and canning and pie baking, and it all culminates in this one wonderful meal. And the turkey was shot just up the road, and the cider comes from the neighbors, and the potatoes were just dug up fresh yesterday, and everything is made from scratch. And we all pretend that Uncle Fred didn't feel us up when we were seven, because what other way is there? And grandma and grandpa live to be a hundred on their real food diet, and they die peacefully late one night when they drive their car into the river on New Year's Eve. When they find out that Alzheimer's meds and box Chardonnay do not mix well. Or perhaps Thanksgiving has evolved into a slightly different scenario. Maybe it's the modern era and things have changed. Little House on the Prairie is off the air. We just re-elected a half-black, half-Muslim president, and we have highly advanced technological, state-of-the-art power grids and systems to keep us going in case of a major weather emergency. And, of course, foodiness has entered the picture by now. And what has foodiness done to food? Well, it commandeered it and twisted it, and messed with it, and changed it, and packaged it, and rebranded, and froze it, and pre-cooked it, injected, colored, flavorized, enhanced, and fed it to us as if it were food. It's like when they took George W. Bush, the scion of one of the ultimate elite Northeastern American political dynasties of all time, and repackaged him as a down-home, small-town, southern country boy on the side of every man. Did you finally catch on to that, Ohio? Did you finally get it? Now, having demolished food with a foodiness Molotov cocktail and turned it into some Hydra-headed Thanksgiving monster with a hormone-filled butterball turkey on one head and a tofurkey on the other and a frozen organic pre-made whole-grain sweet potato pie with omega-3s on another, there are several ways to approach your Thanksgiving, especially when you consider that now my head is on that Hydra too. But mine's a little cute one with the cool glasses and the short hair. You could follow the elite-hating tea party Hydrahead, of course, and buy yourself a frozen butterball turkey for 29 cents a pound with a coupon and $50 purchase. A turkey that's been confined to a pen too small for it to turn around in, with a breast so big it can't walk without tipping over. A bird that's been fed GMO corn and soybeans and supplements and antibiotics and vegetable oil to make it fat and then killed. And then injected with salt water and trisodium phosphate and flavoring to make it heavier than it is. There's nothing elite about that. That's the true American turkey. If you're a true and real and proud American, that's the turkey you should buy. And then you should serve that turkey with stuffing made from a boxed mix. In which the bread is made from GMO frankenwheat. Which is the super industrialized wheat that's become the foundation Of our diets and is probably most likely what's making us all really sick and therefore in need of Obamacare may I just point out and that stuffing mix is probably made with corn syrup solids and dough conditioners and BHT to preserve it on the shelf and you can make it with truly unelite real American canned chicken broth made with MSG and hydrolyzed vegetable protein, which is made from yeast and no actual real chicken and sold in cans lined with BPA. And then you can finish up with pie made from frozen, frozen pie dough that uses hydrogenated vegetable shortening instead of good old butter or lard and filled with corn syrup and canned pumpkin and non organic dairy products raised with RGBH, and wash it all down with a nice red wine that's been sweetened and oaked up and has had its color enhanced, but it doesn't have to say any of that on the label. And you'd really rather just be drinking Diet Coke anyway, preferably with a big splash of candy cane-flavored vodka added when no one's looking, just so you can get through this damn meal and away from that one-handed lech of an uncle and your retarded, sorry, developmentally challenged cousin... Who keeps throwing shit at you, but you can't tell on him because he's challenged and you're not. And today you're supposed to be thankful and grateful and nice and not mean. But all you want to do is go downstairs and play Call of Duty and get high or get on Grinder and pick someone up. Depending on your sexual orientation, of course. Or, screw all that. You don't have the time to cook a turkey and open all those cans and boxes at all. You're too busy. You have a lot to do, what with Pinterest and Facebook and Tumblr and Instagramming and playing dice with friends on your iPhone with that guy in L.A. You know, that guy in L.A. who you've never met, but you tell all your deepest secrets because you guys are really close. So who has time to cook? It's not like that ungrateful band of losers you call your family will care anyway. What with your sister's ugly divorce and your gay son joining that organic juice cult and your mother pooping in her laundry basket because now she thinks it's the toilet... And those awful cousins from New York City who you have to invite every year even though they voted for Obama. And they think they're so smug. And they bring their own food because they won't eat anything you make anyway unless it's local and organic and handmade. And one of them's a vegan and the other one does some stupid-ass radio show about real food and thinks she's so smart with her orthorexia as if that's a real disease. Please, not like your diabetes. And those hipster glasses of hers and her yoga and her boot camp classes where she pays someone to make her pick up big rocks and run around outside with them. Screw them all. You can listen to the convenience foodiness Hydra Head and go to Costco and buy the whole entire meal pre-made for $159 complete. And pick up a case of real American Coors Light beer while you're there, too. They can bring their own damn elite craft beer. Or you could be dazzled by the foodie Hydrahead and go to a hot new restaurant. And instead of eating your food, take pictures of it on your phone and then Facebook and Yelp about it because you don't really want to eat while you're out at the new hot elite restaurant because secretly you filled up on Organic Avenue pumpkin juice and raw vegan turkey pudding before you went out. Well, little Lexi and Hampton... Remember them? Little Lexi and Hampton. They're the official let's get real kids. They're like those two little fat kids on the Campbell soup can. They're like our little mascot. Little Lexi and Hampton are staying home with the nanny. They don't get to go out for Thanksgiving. The nanny, who, by the way, is getting $5 an hour for the holiday instead of her usual 3 And Lexi and Hampton are staying home, and they're eating frozen, organic, gluten-free, whole-grain turkey pot pies from Trader Joe's and dairy-free instant mashed potatoes because one of them can't have any dairy. And they're sitting in front of the 72-inch flat screen while they play on their own personal iPads. And they're having themselves a good little Thanksgiving. And you really hope that the nanny's going to put them to bed before you get home so you can purge in peace and take a Xanax and go to bed since you had such a long day of hot yoga and life coaching and blogging about the joys of motherhood. Or, even better, how about hanging out with that gay publicist you met at the gym hydra head? Not the gym hydra head. This is the head of the hydra where you hang out with the gay publicist you met at the gym the one who co-produces that hilarious radio show you just heard about. He used to have Thanksgiving with his friends in their fabulous Chelsea apartments with real food and lots of drinking and drug-induced merriment, followed by going out to bars afterwards to pick up guys in person like God intended. But then all his friends decided to get gay married and become gay parents and they all adopted babies from Africa and China. And all the kids have food allergies and ADHD and they have to have very special meals made for them now by the nanny and they invite all their other gay parent family friends over. So that poor, single, aging gym queen, he just likes to spend the holiday alone with a Svedka and a Percocet, eating a big grass-fed steak and watching Ab Fab reruns. But if you join him, all you have to bring is either more Svedka or maybe just a big fat joint, and you'll have the best Thanksgiving ever, or certainly at least the least boring. But despite what foodiness has done to Thanksgiving, despite all the many heads on the Hydra, the foodiness Thanksgiving Hydra, I'm not saying I'm against it. I love it. I know it's hard for you to, to find me sincere at times my voice is naturally attuned to sounding sarcastic so it's difficult but i am being sincere here i'll try to be sincere see this is me being sincere this is what it sounds like i'm not against thanksgiving i love it it's my favorite holiday really and for the last 17 years or so i've cooked my thanksgiving and hosted it at my apartment for anywhere between like 8 and 16 people depending on the year But this year, things have changed, and people have moved, and family dynamics have shifted around, and so this year, there'll be no local, organic, foodiness-free, real-food, elite Thanksgiving circle jerk at my house. No. This year, I'm heading back to the ancestral homeland. Not Lithuania. No. Or not even Far Rockaway. Ugh, God, no. Especially not now. Not there. No. This year... We're going to Long Island. Back to the minefield of foodiness. Back to the land of my youth. The land where I have to walk a trepidatious high wire act between wanting real food and not causing any problems. Because in this particular household, where we will celebrate and rejoice in the season's bounty, I have a reputation. I'm snooty, I'm an elite. I can't just relax and enjoy the hot dogs and macaroni salad in the summer. I have to have fancy food, snobby urban Brooklyn food. It has to be real. How inconsiderate of me to demand actual food, not foodiness, or worse. You can actually hear me dissect all of this in my episode from Labor Day that was called Friends Don't Let Friends Grill Tofu Hot Dogs. It's episode 41. It's available for free on iTunes or on Let's com or on org. So this year, I'm co-cooking the meal with someone else. Now, whereas I want to serve a heritage turkey and get all my seasonal vegetables from the farmer's market and make stuffing from organic sourdough and wild mushrooms and my own turkey stock and make pies from actual pumpkins with a crust made from organic butter and some real lard for crispiness and serve local wines and finish with Hudson Valley apple brandy, just like real Americans, grandmothers, and great-grandmothers did, I have to compromise. I need to let go a little bit and surrender some of the control. More yoga and less boot camp this year. I am happy. I am good. Serenity now. Puking later after I eat their canned cranberry sauce, of course. I need to let my unnamed host make some of those decisions themselves. Even if they are all the completely wrong decisions, of course. Even if they involve buying a butterball turkey that... They bought because they embrace all things corporate and believe that corporations have your best interests at heart. Despite things like the BP oil spill and diabetes and obesity and global warming and BPA and LIPA and GMOs and the banking collapse and Enron. All that notwithstanding. And so even though this particular person wants desperately to be living in a Norman Rockwell painting despite the sad fact that she's a short, chubby Italian woman and married to a Jew, and they would never let her in. Like some restricted country club made out of paint, they would never let you in. And she wants us all to eat Chex Mix and drink white Zinfandel and watch football, which I call the foodiness of sports, and eat frozen frozen green beans with canned soup on top and instant mashed potatoes and Sam's Club pecan pie. Instead of the tiny Brussels sprouts that it took me an hour to trim, or the 15-pound Hubbard squash I carried home in my backpack, thank you Jesus for all those boot camp classes, by the way, or the cornmeal pumpkin cranberry tart I spent three hours making. But it's okay. I can let it go. We can compromise. I can work with people. I can reach across the aisle and form a coalition. I can make my roasted purple carrots with mint and my sourdough stuffing with chanterelles and my broccoli Romanesco with pine nuts and drink my craft beer and my local wine and still happily coexist with your industrial turkey and corn syrup pie with frozen Pillsbury pie crust. I'll just, as the gays say, according to Chris, read you for filth about it on my radio show and use you as a Tea Party foodiness punching bag on Let's Get Real, the TV show or web series. I mean, seriously, if you can't publicly humiliate your Republican relatives in the national media, what good is being a liberal elite in the first place? The point is, we can all come together as a nation and have 51% of of the nation destroy the other 49%. It's America. Look what we did two weeks ago when the single women, blacks, gays, immigrants, Jews, and all the other undesirables voted against the old white guys. We can work together. We can form our own restricted country club. I'm looking forward to it. Remember, it is my favorite holiday. It's one of the few days we Jews can actually enjoy without feeling guilty or disenfranchised or bored stiff waiting for all the sales to start. And it really does just mean this time of year that just a lot more sales are right around the corner. So it's really good shopping season. We know my people love a good deal, and that's really the true meaning of the holiday seri- The holiday season is clearance. So here's to Thanksgiving. More yoga and more boot camp. I am happy. I am good. I can coexist. I can compromise, I can let go. And my elite pumpkin tart can totally kick. Your real American Sam's Club's pie's ass. Just like a self-made minority Harvard law professor raised by a lower-middle-class single white trash-esque mother could kick the ass of a rich white man from a corrupt political dynasty backed by 20 billionaires, the Star Chamber, and secretly Kim Jong-il. Actually, you know, come to think of it, Mitt Romney was kind of like the foodiness of politicians manufactured doppelganger designed to look and feel like the real thing, but in fact, was totally fake. Huh. But having some fabulously public real sour grapes right about now. So real may indeed be elite, albeit de facto, and we'll just go ahead and hand that to the tea party. But fake will never actually be real. So just eat some real goddamn food on Thanksgiving this year. After all, nothing tastes as good as being thin or superior or smug or getting to gloat over the fact that the elites finally won an electoral landslide with a black Muslim socialist at the head of the ticket. If only Maud were still around to celebrate, she would be dancing around in her caftan with Florida the maid, celebrating. And even though it's starting to look and feel a lot more like Wally, Around here than ever, you can fight the power and still have a real Thanksgiving with real food and no foodiness. So, if you don't want to eat shit on Thanksgiving, but you do want your Republican relatives to continue to eat post election shit, keep on tuning into Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. Have a great holiday. We'll see you next week. Thanks to Joe in the control room. And remember, you can always find Let's Get Real on Facebook. And you can follow me on Twitter at Let's Get Real Show on Twitter. And you can listen to any Heritage Radio Network show ever on heritageradionetwork.org. We're also all on iTunes. And you can also, of course, always visit me at Let's letsgetrealshow.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.